Hey, this is Travis Intel. And this is Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited. Uh, this is actually a tag-on uh, onto our second episode, onto the top, because we recorded this episode months ago, like weeks ago, weeks, weeks ago at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, since then, we've launched the first episode, um, and you guys have been amazing. Uh, the comments have been uh, terrific. We honestly thought that it would be the two of us and maybe my wife listening to this. And, um, I'm not convinced it's, still it's not. It's, I don't know how many accounts yeah, you know, your wife has on right, this website. Okay, okay good point. <laughs> right. um, but uh, we want you to know we're excited uh, by the comments. We're excited you guys are, are digging the show. Um, I know one of the one of the comments has been uh, too much banter, more Mad Max. And listen, I know that's directed uh, purely at me. At me. <laughs> right. Okay, right. All right. Okay, at least we're, we're even on that. Yeah, but no, point, point well taken. It's something we were concerned about also. Um, and I, I want to say right off the bat here that Yuri's been very good about policing the podcast. Um, no, I haven't. I've been very just as much as you. But, but you're the one who always brings us back. You are the white light I gravitate towards. I fly towards. It's really, you're, okay. you right. are my North Star. Well, I, will, I will try to, I'll try to pump up the light. Here's the thing. We can't guarantee that we're not going to wander. We're not going to banter because it's too... Um, buddies who don't hang out enough who have you know decided that the way they could hang out more is by talking about one of the things they love most um, but we have decided we uh there, there are two episodes that we've recorded that we don't talk about Mad Max it was it's a, it was a weird segue here's what happened but, I'll just say quickly because you, you'll hear them yeah, at some point Yuri yeah. will explain but yeah. um, Yuri was going to do a, an adventure where he couldn't watch dangerous films or violent films for right. a while, In preparation, and we were supposed yeah. to be watching all the Mad Max films, so we took two weeks off and just talked about other stuff, which I think are great episodes. Yes, I so really what we'll like do, them. though, because we, we haven't really earned your trust yet enough to just do two episodes of, of me and Travis talking about uh, drugs, but um, <laughs> we will put those in some sort of... Uh, uh, side thing, a bonus bonus section, or maybe further on down the line. Yeah, on we'll the show. see what to do with them. Um, they are super funny and good. I think. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. In the meantime, uh, welcome to episode two. Thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe and do all that stuff, and we will be listening. Oh, new Twitter. Uh, uh, do we have we have a Twitter handle at you are awaited? Uh, so so uh, talk to us there. Um, we will be policing that, and um, we'll respond to to many things. Uh, also, thanks to uh, Svanya at uh, SciFi.com, uh, who who uh, put the the word out uh, for the for our show, and uh, probably that's how you a lot of you guys got to it. So so thanks to SciFi.com. Uh, there's a forum there. I'm I'm forum challenged, but I will um, I will do my best to uh, to engage. And I will listen when Yuri tells me about the forum. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Welcome to episode two. My name is Max. All right, with with the Mad with, with Max. the Mad Max with the music still in the background. The I'm just road going to let it roll. Yeah, listen. That, that was a, I see I was I was so jealous that you got to see it for the first time, but I was so happy that I was here with you. Here's what was frustrating, is that you kept looking at my face instead of the screen. God I found damn. that to be a little frustrating. Was it weird that I was sitting on your lap the whole time, facing no, that you, was, straddling that, you? The... That part was fine. <laughs> okay. Here's what I've learned about the future, the dystopic future, is that uh, fuel is in short, su short supply, mm -hmm. but hair dye, not in short <laughs> no, supply. No, and moose gel. Tons of hair dye in that movie. Yeah. Even yeah. Mad Max, who has nothing, he eats dog food, he's got some nicely quaffed 
stripes in his hair, which I don't understand. I, no, I know, because they, well, he's, he's older now. He's, he's seen more of the world, you know. Was so. that an aging thing? It, it must, you know. They, they keep it up in the, in the next film, oh, okay. just it so felt, you know. It felt stylistic. What no. is that? This is just, this is more exit music. It literally says exit music on the- The uh, screen right now for viewers at home. Yeah, it, was, it went to Warner Brothers, and then it just uh, kept going. I'm glad they didn't end the music. They gave us extra music. No, it's great. I like it. extra exit music. So much. See, this is, you know, I, I had not I had not seen the first film all the way through. That was sort of the first time that I'd seen that. But this film I've seen many times. That was my first time. But it was your first time. Oh, so good. It's a oh. really, really, I mean, this is where I really think you can see the mythology forming and sort of the... The George, the, the the George Miller mythos kind of happening. Yeah, because I I saw hints of it, but it felt very. You were you were talking about this is this is where when we were watching the movie, this is sort of where he finds his aesthetic. This yeah, is where it's, it starts it's to totally right. It. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not derivative in the first film, but no. I've seen things like it. Whereas this one, the only thing I've seen sort of close to this is Fury Road. I mean, this is right. this is its own sort of thing, which is really cool. Also, quickly. So in this Take world, time. In, well, this is a side note, I think, really, but but We've I'm got curious. Like a million about. episodes. To <laughs> Great. Well, okay. Um, in this movie, I get that fuel and oil and gasoline. By the way, I have to go on record as saying, and this will come up again. I hate the word guzzoline. Yeah, I hate it. Most people do. It's the, I'm going to be honest with you. Most people do. I really hate it. Like yeah. I, I've never read anything online about about. Uh, these movies, uh, so I don't know the aesthetic, mm. uh, the popular aesthetic, but I feel like people must hate that. It's really silly. Yeah. Okay. So and it, anyway, and it's and it's not and it's it's used sometimes, but not all the time. Totally, it's not consistent. I mean, I get it, and it it just feels the movies feel so elevated and, and sort of interesting and com and depth it has depth and it's convoluted, but gasoline. Yeah. Um, but so they fight over this gasoline that is mm -hmm. that is in short supply, and they fight over oil, but they only seem to use it. To drive places to get more gasoline is that? Do you think that's a metaphor for the world and consumerism, and that it goes wow. nowhere, or do you think there's something off-screen that they use the gasoline for that we don't see? No, I think they just use it for for driving places and uh, and and, and flamethrowers, obviously. Right, but that's all in order to protect yeah. or to get it, or to other get ga more, more gasoline. Yeah. No, it does. It doesn't seem like there's a a real master plan at work when they leave with the, with that gasoline that probably will only get them about. A thousand miles away, sure. you know, from there. Yeah, is um, that frustrating? They're, they're I, I can't tell how I feel and about blowing that. Blowing up the refinery, too. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's as a we're metaphor. We're going to assume, by the way, to go on record that that you've seen these films, or that you don't care if there are any spoilers. No, I don't care. That's, let's. Don't, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for the. This is yeah. yeah. Oh, my name's Travis Sintel. Hey, I'm Yuri Lowenthal. Welcome uh, to. Uh, welcome to. You are awaited. You are awaited. Yeah, we just launched into it there. We just yeah. Um, we should come back to this gasoline idea over over the course oh, of the it's, episodes. It's, yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely a, a it's thing. It's the through line, but I feel like I don't know what they use it for. And I yeah. get that it's a resource, and I get that in our modern world we know what gasoline's for. Right. But one of the things I love about this movie is that we'll also come back to. I feel like is the idea of a new aesthetic, of a new, uh, a new, th a new world that's right. not necessarily like ours, but it's built on. I, I love how they 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 establish the. Uh, the scarcity of things, mm. you know, every little thing from shotgun shells to you know the gasoline when he's catching it in a fucking hubcap in the beginning, you know, like yeah. and, and sopping it up, you know, with the blood mixed yeah. in and oh, squeezing so it into nice. the, yeah, every every little thing that the, the humongous Lord Humongous has the, you know, that that forty four Magnum, he's only got like six bullets for it, like that's yeah. all he's got, and he, and you a know, nice that's red it. velvet case, yeah, he keeps he's been in. saving it up. What's the name of that character? Lord Humongous. <laughs> yeah, that's I. 
Um, I, which can I say something? I hate yeah, that name. That's fine, man. <laughs> that is so fine. Lord because, Humongous. It's like he almost gave up. He was drunk. He's like, right. listen, I gotta name this character. What's he? What's he like? He's really big. He's, he's big. He's, he's, he's in a, charge, he's, right? He clearly uh, has gets all the protein that this this world has. <laughs> sure. The scarce protein that this world has to provide. Um, which is humongous. why I brought up uh, Bellflower. I um, I mentioned to you this this film Bellflower, which. Uh, you see, this is sort of required viewing to see Bellflower, mm. although th the two films don't really have anything to do with each other per se. I mean, from from a story, character, you know, any of that. But it is you have to know this film to to, to really. It watch is. It. I mean, it feels like the start of something big. This movie, in a way that the other one didn't, feels like a visual aesthetic that I haven't seen before. Like really. Yeah. Really, I, very specific and iconic and personal. Yeah, and film. and you know George Miller really shows us what practical effects and stunts. Holy how shit! It, how it just it looks different than than CG. I don't care. You know? So many things go under wheels in this movie. Oh my god! Just so, relentless bodies flying under wheels. It is yeah, and so beautifully photographed. I mean, time and time again, you were like, "That's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. shot." Like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. and this was eighty one. Did we just? Yeah, 81. this was just a couple of years after. The jump after Mad Max. The jump between seventy nine and eighty one, not just in technology, of <laughs> but in filming, Warner Brothers money. But in Warner Brothers money, in terms of budget, this movie is. You know, I wonder if at the, at the very beginning there there's a shot where it, it's got sort of a signpost and it says One Tree Hill, however many kilometers that way. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that was the basis for the TV show One Tree Hill. God, I, 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 I would love to believe that somebody watched Road Warrior and went. Chad Michael Murray, needs, <laughs> we need to do a vehicle for him. Well, they share but thematic sensibilities. They really do. But then, in the other direction, there's a sign for Casablanca. And I'm right. like, oh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. That's, no, you know, that's, that's sort of the Warner... I feel like this movie could could sand five to ten watches, which I you've had, maybe oh, I haven't yeah, had, but of, of like just dissecting the same way Fury yeah. Road. And I'm expecting the next one to be even more dense in terms of visual... Is that wrong? You, you, you may be... Well, you oh, know I'm what? wrong. Well, here's the thing. For the, I, for the listeners, the Yuri's, Yuri gave a very disapproving <laughs> face for people listening. It it does not it does not sort of grow in its greatness because so far it's, it has. Yes, I, and I love that because the only three uh, there's four movies I've now seen three of the four. Yes, uh, and so far in my world they've grown by leaps and bounds for each movie. Now I've skipped yeah. the third out of the fourth. So it sounds like yeah. Yuri's still disapproving expression. And you've got this huge smile, you know, the, the smile that just, that just broke on, on my face that, that the viewers can't, can't see but hopefully can, can feel is just how much fucking fun, how, how, I, how much I love what we're doing right now. <laughs> That's great. Um, but, it's good but that yeah, the, the one next of us has film, seen it, one of us hasn't. The next film, and I'm wondering if, because I know that we're going to see these two today, we're going to take a break um, before we come back. But I'm trying to decide if I should go back and read again because as I understand it, when George Miller was headed into this third film, he there was this personal tragedy that happened at the very beginning. Uh, somebody I think who was, uh, and, and again because I'm not allowed to Google during this show. You're not allowed. I to. do believe um, the the stunt coordinator, somebody he was working very closely with on this film, died, and he had a lot of trouble, sort of, going into it with the same verb that he had these these last two. Interesting. And I think, I think he had to sort of walk away from it a little bit and was not able to captain the ship in the way that he might have. And and. And I, I believe it's felt. Now, like I said before, wow, it's still, just so you guys know, the DVD is still, we just let it roll, or the Blu-ray. Um, every conceivable language um, has a message coming up about, I don't know, don't maybe pirate, don't, don't pirate this, this movie. Not pirating. Yeah, but it, we've seen, so important. some of it it's seems just, like 
uh, yeah, it was Sanskrit. Gibberish. I think it was just yeah, I mean, Sanskrit, I don't even think Sanskrit. Some Latin, a, yeah, Latin, and uh, but um, so Road Warrior is the one that I've seen the most mm -hmm. of of all of them, and and definitely of the first three, this was the one that I would always go back to. Mm -hmm. um, now I, I I saw the third movie, uh, Beyond Thunderdome, a lot because of the time that it came out, it was cycling on cable. Right, right, right. So, so I saw, but it never, but it doesn't have the same, like, this is one of those, Road Warrior is one of those movies where if I, if, you know, it's on, I don't know, do people watch TV anymore? But if it's on TV, you know, you come in, watch it. anywhere, you just dial right in. Right, well, you, you can, you can track it. it. I mean, it's a one, all of his movies so far seem to be point A to point B, just a, a straight shot. We're getting this thing to somewhere else, and we got to just rush it. Yeah. And there's people chasing us, and we got to yeah. go. Yeah, and that's a very easy thing to to slot into, I guess. By the way, we're li we're we're watching Road Warrior and oh, drinking. Please, Yuri. No, I was just do it. It's uh, it's Yuri has purchased Road Warrior Imperial Rye India Pale Ale that well, we've been drinking. I so love, if you I hear love slurring, the green flash. I, yeah, if you hear slurring, we've we've been drinking Road Warrior while watching Road Warrior because we have subtlety. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> let's 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 be honest. Yeah, metaphor and subtlety are what we exhibit here. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Green Flash. I like their West Coast IPA, um, and I still I still I'm, I'm gonna be honest because because we've we've decided that that's that's gonna be a thing uh, for in our show. Yeah, it's just honesty, uh, and I get more honest the more I drink. Love that. Um, but uh, the the Green Flash uh, West Coast IPA is my favorite. Um, I love that you had to Warrior preface is... that with honesty. Like, I'm, let me be real about this. This right. is my let me favorite be real about beer. This, okay. this the other one is better than the Road Warrior. <laughs> well, I, I feel like we should, you know, yeah. I should be drinking it and we should be doing this, and then I should say, this is the greatest beer I've ever had. Right, sure. Well, but listen, context-wise, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's no, not bad. Um, I've been saving it. I've been saving I bought it like two months that ago. That makes me so I've happy. I've been saving it for this moment. That makes me so happy. Uh, this is something I was thinking about. Um, so there's a. This is going to go off track for a second, but it's going to come back. You know what? It's going to go, go wherever you want to. It's going to loop around. Just like Mad Max, we, we don't know where he's going. <laughs> Do what the fuck you want. So there is a website called Wait But Why, which uh, sort of explains um, topics one by one over the course of you know however many posts. But they're long mm. posts. They're thirty thousand, forty thousand word posts. Yeah. But chunky. Wow. There's been a four part four part series on Elon Musk recently. And the one that's, that just got posted uh, basically says that Elon Musk goes back to first principles when he, talks, when he talks and thinks about things. So the reason he's able to be so efficacious in his world-changing mm -hmm. ability is that he thinks of things from a fresh start. So he didn't think about space travel the way it's been done. He thought, okay, cool, what does it take to really travel into space? A little bit of copper, some aluminum. I don't know what goes into space travel, obviously, <laughs> but some stuff, right? right and right. he says, okay, well, that's actually cheaper than they're charging, so I, let's just build a rocket. And he did that. He said... Let's look at the car, but not as if there's been cars for 100 years. Let's look at a car as if it's a new invention. How would we invent it mm -hmm. today? So it goes back to first principles for things. All that is to say is that when I watch this film and when I watch mm -hmm. Fury Road, what I really, really like about it, like on a deep, deep ideological level, is the idea that we can look into different theologies and uh, mythos uh, that, that sort of happen in this alternate universe where what if you left people with these items and let them go? What would they do? And you mm -hmm. get these really idiosyncratic tribes and you get this weird face paint and you get the hair dye that we talked about and they're using things in different ways we wouldn't have seen and they develop tribes and they develop their own ideology. That yeah. comes back in Fury Road, the idea yeah. of the, um, the, the little, what are they called? The little guys, the white guys? The, the war boys. Yeah, the war boys. I mean, all yeah. that stuff sort of would maybe arise naturally. Yeah. 
But I love the idea that George Miller just goes back to first principles and then builds these sort of individual yeah. tribes in this his, crazy world. His world building is, is unparalleled. And, and you're right, it's, it's based on very simple things, and he goes back to those things that what if, you know, it's, it's the what if question that, you know, as, as, sure. as writers, you know, it's, that's, that's, the, that's mm -hmm. the central question. Mm -hmm. You know, what if this, then that affects everything else. But it just, it never feels lazy. Like, it's, it would be no. so easy to do a post-apocalyptic sort of way. And there have been, I've seen a million movies like that. Exactly I, grew up, right. I grew up on these movies, mm -hmm. yeah. It's so easy to just dial it in and just do something pretty cool. Like tell a story in a kind of a lazy world. But when you watch these George Miller movies, am I, is George Miller the right guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, George Miller's the right I guy. Got, I self-doubted for a second. I mean, Happy Feet, Happy Feet 2, <laughs> right, Babe right. 2, Pig in the City. That's what I'm yeah, driving at. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That, so that George same Miller. guy, right. I, I feel like everything's been thought through. And there's yeah. not many movies these days where you watch and you think every detail's been examined, thought through, placed in its proper context and sort mm -hmm. of executed well. Yeah, which is why I have such a gripe when, you know, like we said in the last episode that friends of ours are, well, not friends anymore, <laughs> but, you know, people have said, ah, Fury Road was terrible, what a, you know, boring, lazy, no story, you know, this and that. I'm, and I just can't, yeah. I can't understand where they went wrong, those yeah. people. Because it is, I mean, you know, obviously you, you go to you go to the internet and you look at the you know creation of Fury Road, and it took him like ten fucking years to do you it. You have a reliance but on the internet I, in a way I never knew until and this yet, podcast. And yet, I gave it up for you. I really appreciate that. Listen, I really think any podcast between two people is an excuse for them to hang out. And I think Yuri which and I is really have looking, what this is. Let's be which honest. is why we expect nobody to ever ever right. listen to let's this. Let's be clear about what it is. But I've really in the last two. Episodes of this, I've learned a lot about you, and I think that's exciting. One is that we had similar. It's upbringing. more for us than you guys. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. Our art is personal, uh, but we had similar upbringings in terms of guns and violence. Mm -hmm. And also, you have a really. Um, I w let's 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 frame it as a strong desire to know facts, not a reliance on Google. We can frame it. Okay. Yeah. You can. Uh, I prefer you put it that way. It's nicer. But I like going. Anyway, go on. I think that's a nice thing that you. I don't know where I was going. Great, fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, can we can we say that um, I I would like to uh, um, brag? There's no no humility about this brag and no hashtag involved. But I've I've met and worked with Vernon Wells. Yes, you said so. This is the guy with the yeah, red. The this red is the guy with mohawk. The, this is Mohawk guy. Okay. who is so iconic for this this movie. Uh, he so for listeners, this is the guy, the character. I'm going to describe it as a first time viewer. He's got a red mohawk. He's the guy. He's the badass with, of the film. Not the badass of the film. Well, He's the henchman of the badass. I would say. I would argue. But that. arguably does way more than the than the, than the badass. Absolutely. No fair. In that case, he certainly shows more of his buttocks than the badass. Chaps. No, nobody has ever worn chaps more fiercely than. Yeah. Than Vernon Wells. But interesting. <laughs> Tim's Vernon. Is that true? Yeah. Also, Inner Space. Do you remember Inner Space? Yeah. Unless I'm because you're not letting me go to Google, so no. I can't, or the IMDb, so yeah. I can't do this. But I believe Vernon Wells was also the hitman who sort of sets the yeah. sets it all in motion in inner space. Vernon. Vernon Wells, yeah. What a career he's had. And now yeah. he does voiceover things. Well he does he works in video games, which is how, how I know him and how right. I've worked with him. Um, but he was also in uh, Stuart Gordon's um, uh, King King of the Ants. Really? Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's he still he still shows up, man. He's he lives in here in Hollywood. He's done some good work. I, what I find interesting about that character is that this is 1981. Let's put it in context. Mm -hmm. He see, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. He seems to be motivated by a sense of revenge for his lover. Yeah, his 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 lover. Who right? Is that 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 blonde lover who doesn't say anything? No, he's he's got no line. He's got zero lines. There's but, a guy but his hair is, is amazing. In, incredible. Imagine if Patrick Swayze 
fell into a vat of hair dye. And just it lost uh, and, and got Botox, Botox in his entire face and couldn't make facial expressions. Yeah, that's who we're dealing with here. Yeah, and I, I would fall in love with him. He's that guy. magnificent, but he gets killed by. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. He gets killed by a boomerang to the head. Uh, not that it hits him, but it sticks in his scalp. Yeah, and then Vernon. Yeah, let's call him Vernon. Let's, let's call him Vernon because I don't think he has really a character name, does he? No. Uh, you probably you would know if he. Did. I would. I, I should know. Yeah, uh, Vernon now is I'm embarrassed. Thanks by... for embarrassing me in front of all these people. Yeah, uh, Vernon is is motivated by revenge for his lover, which is, I think, for '81, progressive, Fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's I would say cool. so. Yeah, I found that very interesting, and it's never really caught. You know, the best thing about about these movies, uh, one of the best things about these movies, is that they just load you with content in an image and then move on from it. There's no yeah. sense to belabor it. There's no sense yeah. of like, There's... let's talk about it and examine what that meant, like, which a lot of movies do, or explain, which is. I feel what a lot of, Amer of American movies do and why, why I really feel that, that Fury Road crushes it because it does. It loads you with content and references for which you have no frame of reference. Sure. Um, and just trusts that you will either catch up or it doesn't matter to the story. And that it'll, it'll I mean, it made me want to immediately want to watch the movie again to see if I could figure out all those things that I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I didn't get the first time around. Do you feel like... This is a more excited, energetic, slightly drunker podcast this time. I don't know. You know, we're gonna have to let them. <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I, I look forward to the comments. I feel like we got really th immersed think, today. We really. I, I think it's two things. Okay. I, th I think I think it is the the green flash, road warrior, imperial rye, pale ale, yeah. pale India, India pale ale, um, and the fact that it's road warrior versus Mad Max. Right. I right. mean, the second film, you can't you can't walk away and I mean, God, God forbid we were to watch Fury Road all in one go and then do a podcast because sure. it would go on for hours and my head would explode. Talk, yeah, we'd just talk about that's it. That's why we have to take it. That's why we have to take it four minutes at a time. There's a reason behind everything. Uh, I feel like um, what's really cool about this movie too is he took this core concept. Mad Max is set in a very recognizable world. There's, mm -hmm. there's, uh, you know, gas stations and there's police forces, mm -hmm. and it's slightly advanced. It's, it, even yeah. the the caption at the beginning says, "I think, if I'm not mistaken, it says a few years from yeah, now." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's recognizable. But this one really takes it on a new thing, and they have this long extended intro where they say, basically, these two opposing superpowers have destroyed the world, and and now there's. I forgot how long that goes on. Super that long intro. intro. Yeah. But he just takes this idea, and it's almost—it's almost a separate mythos from the first. It is an entirely separate mythos from the first. It's like movie. it's gotten worse since the first movie. Right, but in the, but Mel Gibson has aged, aged precisely two years. Right, exactly. and gotten a gray. Well, that, maybe that's why they gave him the little gray is to go. It's not gray. Oh, it's been. That's blonde. That's true. It's blonde. They gave him blonde highlights in this movie, in, just, which but, in '81 was in his, badass. Just, just in his George Clooney area, or just isn't Reed Reed Richards area. Right. Yeah. yeah. He just has slightly. Yeah. I mean, as you get older in this movie, you obviously get blonde hair. Do you think maybe he was scared? Like, you know, sometimes people get scared into different hair colors. <laughs> maybe... get... No one he gets doesn't... scared into blonde. Okay, good point. That's not what happens. And he doesn't get scared Scared into blonde sounds like a Madonna album <laughs> title. That's... You just gave that away. Sure. It's just gold. Uh, but this one is like a straight-up mythology. He's saying, listen, we're in a futuristic world now. There's an oil thing we're dealing with. It's not mm -hmm. Mad Max at all. I mean, all that... All right. that happened was, I think the studio probably said, can you make a movie like that and we'll give you some more money? And, and we want to yeah. make sure, because Mad Max must have been a hit, can you call it Mad Max 2 and we'll do a thing? And keep Mel Gibson, because he's gold. He's got great right. eyes, great right. nipples, as we've talked about. 
You know, no, we haven't talked about that on the. That's well, just you, that was just you and me talking yeah, please, about. Please, that go was ahead. So that was something I neglected from the last one. Yeah. Is I could not help but stare at Mel Gibson's nipples when he's 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 talking to his wife and she's she's sort of stroking his chest. Yeah, he has perfect. They're like they're like a, they're like a I don't know they're like a, a woman's nipple. I don't know. Well, it's, here's the thing about that. Um, is that I'm a you know I'm a fan I'm a proponent of free the nipple the whole movement I'm a, pro a proponent of women's rights, uh, but this more than anything has, has shown me I would say conclusively that men's and women's nipples don't have that much equal. difference they're they're, they're very okay. similar Mel Gibson has, has I would say feminine nipples but he's clearly a masculine guy right right maybe it's just that they're they're so uh, I know they're they're so. What are your hand movements right now? It was yeah. That's that's for really, the listeners. Yuri no, is no, milking, don't describe. Don't he's milking describe. a cow or jerking off two guys. <laughs> right. It's hard to tell what he's doing, but somehow this is connected to Both nipples. Both at the same time. Please if continue. I had, if I was an octopus. Yeah. What um what were you doing? Just there. Now? Uh, what's what's the uh, the word that uh, uh, supple? This um symmetrical. Oh. They're perfectly. I mean, you only see the one in that are one scene. Are your nipples unsymmetrical? I don't know. It's been a, long, I feel it's been like a long time since I've, since I've looked at them. Um, but uh, but the nipples and and his his eyes. You were, I mean that was something else that you eyes and nipples. Eyes, the, eyes Mel and nipples. Story. the Mel Gibson story. The Mel Gibson story. Eyes and nipples. And anti-Semitism. And anti-Semitism. Uh, you know I was at a um, uh, it was 101 funny screenplays. It was a WGA uh, panel the other night at the at the ArcLight Cinerama mm -hmm. Dome, and it was the most amazing panels of people. And uh, Rob Reiner was basically master ceremonies great and uh, they had two two uh, uh, the screenwriters who did what women want mm. and they came on and Rob, Rob, Wait, Rob they were got, the funniest screenplay well but not just them okay that's a weird you know you know let's, let's, let's just let's say um, but they, Rob Reiner's got zero filter for the record and when they came on they were like oh that was you know with the uh, with Mel Gibson um, uh, so oh that that old that old Jew lover it just just in front of you know a crowd of you know holy shit and then and then they they came up and they were talking he said so what was it like working with that old anti-semite <laughs> like i mean he just doesn't give a fuck. oh i love that me so too much. he was so i mean seeing the other people with john favreau was there right. and um uh, you know a bunch of other people so uh, it's the, comedy the legends zucker, the zucker brothers and david abrams yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, who are they super were all, right wing too oh yeah it's yeah, the but, comedy comedy maestros of america and the people who wrote what women want yeah is the title of the there you go right there you go um but it was rob reiner i you know whole, i mean love that guy um but whole new level of respect like was and, and the, just was the jerk the number one screenplay what was uh, the funniest no but it was but it was in the list it was it was i think a, above 50 on that list i mean it's gotta be in the top 10 right the I, jerk i'm gonna be so i'm gonna funny. be totally since we're since we said that we're gonna be honest about this i left before it was done okay it, it, it was going on a lot it was i can imagine it went on a long time um because well, they broke it down into sort of four, they would sort of sure show you know about twenty five on a, on a list. They'd show a few scenes um, from some of them, and then they would have a screenwriter who had written a screenplay in those twenty five mm -hmm. talk for a little bit. And John Favreau did Swingers for the first bit, and then um, well, who's the guy uh, Sideways and About Schmidt and um, uh, uh, Wow, yep. nope, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Told you, I'm a genre Can't guy. Google. I'm a genre guy. Can't Google. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. Um, not very funny at all in person. Not uh, a little well, too serious for me. Aren't but yeah, no. And you're right. Really he's, funny. He's a different. Yeah. When they said sideways was a comedy, I, I that, that it, struck me. It as, is, but it's like a. God, what is his name? It's gonna drive me um, crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, 
most most of our podcasts I can already tell are going to be us going. What is the? Oh, the well, we've outsourced the, our memory yeah. to a machine, which we have to get over. They well, they say kids. I mean, remember? I mean, you're, I'm I'm older than you, but I'm I think you're still old enough to remember where you, when you were a kid growing up learning things, you had to memorize things. You had to go to the sure. library, and look things up in encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah. And kids nowadays, uh, do not have to do that. And I think I've heard that their, their brains are. Are developing in a different way because they don't have to. In a way, memorize. in a way, it's. I mean, there's two camps on this. Have you read the? I'm book? not saying it's a bad thing. No, I'm no, just no, saying no. What some a, people yeah. do. I don't. I, I don't know where I fall yet. Have you read the book Moonwalking with Einstein? I have not. Okay, let me just pitch you this. This is not pitch related to, to Mad Max at all. Like in no tangential way is it related, but it's important. So it's a book. Just about remember, a guy. in pitching me, you're pitching them. Great. I'm gonna pitch you. I'm gonna pitch everybody okay. on this book. So the idea of the book is this guy goes to. He works for Wired or some magazine like that, Slate mm -hmm. or something. He goes to cover the World Memory Championships. And these guys will shuffle 50 decks of cards and then memorize the entire thing. They'll memorize a random memory string palace. of, you know, 150, 200,000, crazy amounts of numbers. Um, and he goes to them, and after the competition, he goes and interviews them. So when did you know you had a great memory? Like, what's it like to have a great memory? And all of the contestants said the same thing. They said, oh, I have a very bad memory. I forget my keys all the time. I, you know, I don't know where my sunglasses are. And he's like... The journalist is like, what are you talking? His name's Joshua uh, Fower. He says, what are you talking about? And they said, no, 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 this is just skills. This is not uh, an innate ability. And he goes, I don't, he goes, I'm so sorry, I don't believe you. Like, I've just watched you memorize a deck of 50, right. uh, 50 decks of cards, like shuffled. Like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's a learned skill. He goes, and they all said, I could show you. All of them said that. So the last one who said that was the guy who won. And he goes, okay, great, teach me. And so for a year, this guy goes through uh, and goes through his memory lessons, which he takes you through in the book, teaches you, you know, memory palace mm -hmm. techniques, other other mm -hmm. techniques. Um, and then next year, the not, spoiler alert, the next year he goes, the journalist goes yeah. to the World Memory Championships and wins the competition. What? Yeah, true story. I heard. It's a great book. It's really really good. Um, but I, but but I, I'll, yeah. I I really think that that's, that stuff is really 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 fascinating and super super. Wait, where are we at? Wow, I think we got to wrap this up. I got I got off on the track again, Yuri. Yeah, you know what? Sorry about that. I, I, you know, I, I think, I think really that uh, Mad Max Fury Road is just a gateway drug. <laughs> for I us love that to... this is. I mean, listen, I, Road Warrior is great. I don't even know why I got distracted from Road Warrior. It's such a good film. It, it really is, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen Road you... Warrior, please go watch it. I feel silly for not having watched it up until now. I can promise you this, Yuri. Mm -hmm. I will be rewatching it at some point. I want to go back through. You it. can take this Blu-ray home with you. I'm going to steal oh. your DVD Blu-ray. Do it. Which is apparently pirated from are seventeen you, different you, international right, countries. Right, you're right. I know. The, and at least they didn't uh, do a horrible dub on this one. Uh, are you excited for the next film? Well, you've got me less excited. I mean, what your ah, reaction? Shit. No, no, no. Your reaction to it was very nonplus. I'm actually excited because it's been so long since I've seen it, and I would like to see exactly how this fits in between okay. between Road Warrior and Fury Road. Well, the ace in the hole for me is I. And it's fucking thunder. I mean, there, there there's still a lot of classic, iconic moments. Yeah. To this film, I would argue that the first thirty minutes are great. If if I recall, the first thirty minutes are great, and then it starts to wander. But but you know what? I'm I'm actually really excited to see. I'm it. excited too. I love Tina Turner, and so far I have not been let down by much in the, in this trilogy. So far, it's been really really exciting for me, and the simplicity. Here's the thing also too. Star Star Wars and Star Trek have this issue also, which is an expansive, incredible world you could tap into and telling a very small story in that world. Yeah. We have to get this tanker out of this area. That's the right. whole plot of Road Warrior. Yeah. 
great. Well, arguably where, where Marvel seems to be failing on their movies in these days, which is, it always ends with, we've got to save the fucking world yeah, from everything. Yeah, too big. Which is why Ant-Man, I thought, was, was great, because, I mean, in some ways it's about it's saving the world, smaller. but it's smaller. Yeah, that's good, though. That's, that's a beautiful thing here. This whole movie takes place in a three-mile radius, pretty much. Yeah. In this iconically huge world that's this post-apocalyptic nightmare that theoretically, which is interesting, theoretically has tribes everywhere doing their own things, painting right. their faces their own certain ways, you know, living their own rituals, having their own specific leaders. We should, we, should do, we should do a, a Mad Max fan film. I mean, instantly. Can I be the grand... What's, it, what's this guy's name again? Captain Lord Humongous? He, Lord Humongous. <laughs> Lord Humongous. Captain, Captain Lord Humongous. Lord Humongous is the dumbest... That's what drives me crazy about George Miller, is that he's so brilliant, and there's fucking moments of idiocy in all these movies. Naming him Lord Humongous, you have to concede. Cha I want you to challenge me to find the idiocy in Mad Max Fury Road, which I feel is one of the greatest films of all time, because... because oh, I, guaranteed. I bet, I, can do it. I bet I can do it. I mean, there's got to be dumb things in that movie. I mean, right now I can't think of it, but some of the names have to be silly. Oh, without a doubt. But even like the was it Doof Warrior or something? Doof Warrior. That's cool though. That's not yeah. dumb. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. L Lord Humongous is not cool. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you on that. Okay. You can disagree. I'm okay. This podcast can be all about disagreement if we have to have it that way. But you know, I, st I started last time by saying it was gonna be really boring because you and I were. It's just gonna be a love fest, but. I'd like to believe that we will grow into disagreements. I feel like deep let me be honest with you. Let's have a moment of honesty. I feel like deep down you think Lord Humongous is okay. Shit. Is that true? Cuz yeah. you're look, yeah, you're giving me a look. Yeah, you're yeah, giving me yeah, a look like kind of, I'm not going to pick this fight, but I think you're wrong. It's kind of amazing. Um, and the name <laughs> and, and the amazing. name is still kind of badass. Lord Cuz here's what happened. There's no way his parents his last name is Humongous. Let's just go on record and say there's no way that's true. So he chose, he said, okay, from here on out, there's a moment. He got in the gym. He got big enough. He's like, okay, from this point on, my name is Lord, Lord Humongous. Humongous. Everyone call me Lord Humongous. And people are like, no. And then he beat the shit out of them. They're like, okay, cool. You're Lord Humongous from here but on out. But they still all thought he was an asshole for totally. saying Totally. But like the idea, the backstory of that character, the idea that he would have to choose that name, because no one was like, you know what we should call you, Lord Humongous. No, no one else gave him that nickname. He gave it That's to true. himself, for sure. And that makes it incredible. <laughs> and you know, because George Miller has thought through everything in these movies, you know George Miller thought through the backstory of Lord Humongous. And you know George Miller in his head has like a story about like, well, you know, Barry was at the gym one day and someone just looked big and Barry was like, call me Lord Humongous. There's some, there's some backstory. To this character. You know, we were going to agree to, to disagree, but I can't disagree with you on that. Uh, thanks How for much just spit out Road for, Warrior you're beer? You just Road Warrior beer. All, I, I want the, by, by the time we're done, I want, I want this, this nerd hole to smell like uh, Road Warrior. Um, thank you for joining us. My name's uh, Travis Sintel. I'm Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited.